This is a production of the AJ Podcast Network. We are back. I can relate to that podcast. Bax, Ambery, long time no here. What is going on? Bax. Man. Oh, man, it's just so much going on. It's, it's stocks and bonds going on. It's cryptocurrency going on. It's music videos. It's, 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 it's the launch, man. It's just the launch of us individually, bro. I think that's what's going on. We just, we're just in the launching pad of our, of our lives right now. You know, the podcast is going well. We're getting celebrities on the podcast, bro. We're growing. I know, man. It's been crazy. Hold on. Hold on. I got to get my dose. I got to get my dose. Amory, you there? <laughs> you said that so loud that your your microphone like dropped you for a split second. <laughs> I was dropping the mic, dropping the mic. <laughs> this probably were. <laughs> oh, how you been? I've been good. I've been good. You know, working, staying healthy, drinking oh. my famous drink. I mean, everything's good. Everything is very good. Famous. <laughs> well, that's good. Man, my own concoction, my own concoction. Keep we have not been together in the last what couple of weeks, man. It's been it seems like forever. And then between the Jawan Haynes interview and the two part episode, and uh, you know, you you've been away, and then I've been busy with some family stuff. And Bax, you've been Bax has just been busy. Bax has been buying and selling stocks, right, or crypto coin, trying, man, cryptocurrency. You know, whatever I could do, man, I'm trying. I'm trying to just crack the code, man. I'm trying to get to this wealth. You feel me? Oh, yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to get to this wealth because, you know, the nine to five thing is is cool, but it, it takes too much of your time. Of course it does. You know, you, yeah, there's always like a subconscious unhappiness in the back of your head. Like, yeah, you're going to money, you're going to check. Oh, we're doing <laughs> over and over again. No, there's so much in the world. Like on our other podcast cage, bro, like these these guys are all over the world, bro. They're in Africa. They're in Germany getting cars. They're in Jamaica flipping pallets. Like, bro. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Your other podcasts, uh, uh, Passage Home Podcast, yeah, yeah. Dr. Stanley yeah. Russian has been, uh, man, he's been talking to a lot of celebrities on his podcast, huh? Well, actually, yeah, celebrities yeah, yeah. in Africa. I think a lot of these folks here, they're they're all in Africa. I mean, he just had a rapper on just recently, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, African rapper. But everybody's a celebrity, man. You know, it's just really all about, you know, your connection, man. Like, oh, absolutely. We have some pretty good connects. You know, that six degree of separ- separation makes everybody a celebrity. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's six degrees of separation. If somebody big is like running your, your your face, somebody that you know, what I'm saying that people feel is un, unattouchable, like people that can't, you know, uh, get too close. But six degrees of separation is crazy, bro. I don't know. You know what? Since we launched this podcast, I definitely think the six degrees is now to what three degrees. I mean, that, the reach that we've been doing lately and having it's definitely these, three degrees. I was just thinking that. You know, or, I was just thinking that. 98 degrees that uh, band from the 90s <laughs> but yeah uh you know it's it just you know we had okay so a few weeks ago as everybody know we had christopher brian roach on and then we had Juwan haynes from temptation island uh on usa networks and uh, that was a cool interview he was in argentina if i'm not mistaken was he argentina right yeah 
He's, yeah. He was over there. He's actually a professional football player, and he's actually working for, uh, you know, like their version of the NFL out there. I don't know if it's called the NFL, but it's their professional football team. I think it's called uh, the Grass Giants, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, yeah, he's doing really well, and uh, he's just living day by day. I thought he was actually living out there. You, you know, you were asking him during the uh, the uh, interview, you know, like, what are you doing out there? What's a brother like you doing out there, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but it's dope, though, man. It's, 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 that just shows that you can't just go by TV and just, you know, culture, like, and just, you know, like, you, you, you have to, like, really come outside of the box and come outside of the TV and come outside of the internet and just, and just think, you know what I'm saying? He was all the way out there and, you know, he's, you know what I'm saying? He's a black, black man. Like he's like, he's saying he like it too. Yeah. It's a lot of love. He liked the food, you know? So it's just like, okay, cool. So yeah. The girls, the girls, don't forget yeah, about the, the girls. Yeah. You know, the girls going to show love though. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's there. I mean, let's tell the truth. All right. Let's talk. He's definitely out there because of that. <laughs> yeah. And probably football has something to do with it as well. But Amory, you were getting your beauty sleep. Were you sleeping up that, that morning that I think we recorded like 6am. Yeah. There's no way I'm getting up at 6am. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody said to me the other day, Oh my God, you should come to the gym at like five. And I was like, Oh, like, like five at night and they were like no five in the morning i was like are you crazy like who gets up at five o'clock in the morning to go to the gym oh there's like, lots of people yeah. out there lots oh, of people absolutely out there. not oh <laughs> not amory amory's just headed to bed a few hours prior yeah that's like ridiculous like yeah no way <laughs> i got up at 11 o'clock today it was my day off but it doesn't even matter i actually felt guilty that i got up at 11 o'clock but I know. And I was sound asleep. And then what happened was, is my eyelash girl called me and I had an appointment at 11 o'clock and she was like, it's a it was actually past 11. Cause she was like, it's 1120. Are you coming? I looked at, I like looked at my phone and I, I cause I didn't believe that she actually was telling the truth <laughs> cause she would call and lie for some apparent reason. Right. <laughs> I look at my phone and I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, Oh my God. I went to the eyelash place in my pajamas, my like striped <laughs> pink pajamas. I rolled out, brushed my teeth, like splashed my face with water, grabbed coffee, ran out the door in my pajamas and my August slippers and ran out the door. <laughs> I'm not even joking. slippers. That must be a yeah. sight to see down in, uh, up in Long Island. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> I can't even make this shit up. I couldn't believe it. I like walked in with a mask on with my slippers. And I swear to God, I would have kept my robe on, but I thought it would be inappropriate to walk in with a robe on. So I just threw on a fluffy jacket. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the eyebrows are all done. You must look really pretty now with your no, eyebrows. Not the done. eyebrows, the eyelashes. Oh, close enough. But while I was there, I said, you know what? Just touch up the eyebrows. But I went in there for the eyelashes. Yes. So, so she basically upsold you. Yeah. She no, ups- I upsold myself because I said, <laughs> let me check my eyebrows. And then I said, you know what? Throw those in. So we did the eyebrows too. But yeah. So, and then I, I went home. I took a shower. I couldn't freaking believe I was in my pajamas. <laughs> well, good for you. I mean, it's, this is your what? Saturday anyway. So uh, you know what? Yeah. Good. Good for you. Yeah, exactly. Got to sleep I couldn't in. believe it. Oh man. <laughs> so were you able to listen to the interview? No, I, no, I wasn't. I've been working like crazy. Yeah, it's crazy right now. You haven't listened to your own show? 
I have, you know what? I apologize, everybody. I have not listened to my own oh, show. Oh, that's just great advertising to everybody. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I'll listen to it tomorrow when I'm heading over the Throgs Neck Bridge. Okay, good enough. It's an hour and a half yes. drive for you. Yes, yes. <laughs> I definitely will. Mm. I love this song. I really do. But I was a little disappointed, Bax. A little disappointed. Talk to me. Oh, man. So we use this song for Stanley's podcast, Passage Home Podcast, Dr. Stanley Russian. So, you know, we put it on YouTube. And then I get an email saying, copyright infringement. Uh -uh. No, no, no. We will block you or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Man, you're getting so big that you're actually putting like radars out there to find people using your song illegally, but we're not. <laughs> yeah, man. I got yeah, I got to fix that, bro. Like I, I got to really reach out to them and talk to them and reach out yeah. to the producers and, and everybody that uh, has hands in the music. So we can um, reach out to them and have them stop doing that. Yeah, there's got to be a way or if they got So I, they were blocking you because they thought that you actually stole the song? No. Yeah, so, they're, yeah, they're so basically them, they're blocking in the passage home. So Black what happened was basically, you know, YouTube has got this algorithm, whatever the heck it is. So and they scan your video and listen for any type of songs. So uh, last year when COVID started going, you know, Neil Diamond, for example, this is my first experience with this. Uh, okay. Neil Diamond made, you know, that song, Sweet Carolina, bop, bop, you know, that song. Right. Well, he made a new parody, like, you know, washing hands with soap. I mean, it was really well done. And I played that clip that that he sung on this uh, news station, whatever it was. And we, we originally we were on YouTube, our podcast, before we became as big as we are now. And uh, so YouTube flagged it. It was like, you can't use that song. You need special permission. I was like, really? I mean, for a news story, I need permission? So that was my first experience. So just recently, you know, now we've been using your song for how long on your own other podcast backs? Probably around what? Since October of last year? Yeah, for a while. Yeah, now all of a sudden, Bax is yeah. this big macho uh, music uh, person here. <laughs> Huge music person. I mean, you got a shoot load of... Uh, downloads, not views on YouTube for your video there. I think the last yeah, I saw, yeah, yeah. I don't know, it's, it's, a, it's a lot. I mean, it's not even out a week yet and it's already got a boatload. But yeah. I, I mean, I'm real happy wow. for you. I'm real happy for you. But, you know, in a nutshell, we got to get this fixed. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get it fixed, man. You got my word. It's going to be taken care of. Yep. So Caged. Cage is, is on so YouTube. That is so crazy. That is yeah. so, so crazy. Yep. Definitely. So they, they flagged yeah. him. They flagged him, but we got to get that fixed. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, yeah, so Bax, you know, your video came out certainly well done. Uh, are you are you getting uh, messages uh, via YouTube or anything with feedback and all that? Yeah, man, I'm getting a lot of good feedback, man. I, I really I really feel like it was a good project and it's real different. You know, it's different for the times. It's, um, you know, I feel like a lot of people may have been through that, like in in, in, in with COVID, like a lot of people may have felt caged because of COVID. I feel like a lot of relationships and stuff like that may have felt, not all, but I feel like some may have felt, you know, around the times of, you know, COVID just with the frustrations and um, just life being different and, and a lot of pressure. So I don't know. I feel like it's a lot of people that can relate to it. I know it's a heavy song. Yeah. You know, it's a heavy song. So <clears throat> when you play in cage, you're really thinking. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know? It's it's. Our, I mean, I really like. I we need to play get that on the radio. Any way to get that yeah. on like the top forty or something? I mean, that's it's such now a we good. Get it there. You could probably get it in the door, AJ. You got that. You got that radio guy. Yeah, yeah. Swag. So you can really <laughs> probably you could you could you or Emory could probably get it in there. I believe out of you out of you two, one of you guys can make something happen with Cage. Yeah, that'd be just freaking. I mean, they, they just need to I play that. I would be that. so excited too because yeah. that is such an amazing song. It what's really what's is. what's a radio station up there in New York? WBLI one hundred six point one FM. I was going to say one hundred six point one, definitely one hundred six point one. Yeah, and then yeah. Hopefully, you can get on Z one hundred. You know, Z one hundred. You know that that huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, y'all can make it happen, man. Let's go. Hot no 97. Guy. I think that's more of that genre, the R&B. What do you consider mm-hmm. R&B, Bax? Yeah, it's more like an R&B soul type of song. Yeah. Even though it's hip hop, but it's not It's not like that 2001 crunk, shake your booty hip hop. It's like that 90s vibe, just think type of hip hop, like that more intellectual, you know, right. meaning behind the, behind the words. Right, right. Well, but, you know, man, you never know. You never know. Maybe we'll... Uh, Hopefully something will come out and it will shoot up. You got to get another song out there, man. Get another song out. I am. I am. We just dropped this. So we're going to let this marinate for a little bit, but I got a, I got a whole lineup. I got a, I got another video too. That's going to be dropping. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. This was amazing. Congratulations. Yeah. This is amazing. Amazing. No, nah, I mean, we are doing great things, man. I mean, and remember if you need any backup dancers, you know, I got you. where I am, you got my yeah. number. I got mm-hmm. you. Okay. Got you. Good. Mm. You win there. <laughs> You in there for a fact. All right. All right. Now, AJ, I don't know. You might just want to hold the camera. No, I'm just (laughs) There we go. I'm holding the camera, Amory. There you go. You got it. Oh, that was just funny. my excuse to play my uh my uh 70s porn music <laughs> yes yes oh god all right so, so i wanted to talk about okay something a little bit more serious um but this was like a couple of weeks ago now um in florida i saw you guys had this young kid uh, that was, I didn't, I didn't get to see the whole thing, but you guys might know more about it because mm-hmm. it seemed to be like a big thing in Florida. Um, a young kid, I think he was maybe, it might've been, he was like 18 when this happens, winded up, uh, getting into a car crash, um, and killing two young, uh, people. I think one was a child right. and one was, um, the mother. Right. And I, believe he got uh, 25 years. Am I correct? It was actually, yeah, this was a big story here. This happened, uh, I want to say almost two years ago at this point. And uh, this came out of the Tampa Bay Times. I have it in front of me here. So it says the title of the title, they think the, uh, the, the headline says, driver gets 24 years in prison for Bayshore crash that killed mother and daughter. So uh, the base of the story goes in a little more detail here. I, actually, it's got a uh, link here that says, listen to it. Let's see if it's, let's see what pops up. Driver gets 24 years prison for Bayshore crash that killed mother, daughter. By Dan Sullivan, April 8, 2021, Tampa. A judge sentenced Cameron Heron to 24 years in state prison Thursday night, almost three years after the young man sped along Bayshore Boulevard and crashed into a mother and daughter, killing both. 
Hillsborough Circuit Judge Christopher Nash's decision came at the end of a long day of testimony, which saw Heron's family members and friends take the witness stand to talk about his character, before a parade of family members of the two victims voiced their heartbreak and rage at the damage done to their lives. It's impossible to have greater harm than occurred in this case, the judge said. Heron, 21, appeared wide-eyed as the judge announced his fate. Afterward, as a sheriff's deputy placed him in handcuffs, members of his family began to weep. When her son called that day in 2018, Cheryl Heron could hear that he was crying, she testified earlier in the day. He told her he'd been in an accident. Mom, he said, I've killed someone. No, Cameron, she said, you're mistaken. But she stayed on the phone long enough to drive to the scene on Bayshore Boulevard. She saw the Ford Mustang, a gift she and her husband had given her son when he graduated two days earlier from Tampa Catholic High School. She saw him on his hands and knees in the grassy median. Heron last year pleaded guilty to two counts of vehicular homicide in the deaths of Jessica Reisinger Robinold and her one-year-old daughter, Lilia. I feel responsible for this accident, Cheryl Heron told the judge. If I could, I would step in front of Cameron, and I would accept the punishment you might render. Then, in the afternoon, came the victim's family. They can comfort their children, said Pamela Reisinger, Jessica's mother and Lilia's grandmother, of the Herons. They can comfort and hug them. I go to a closet and sniff a t-shirt. I go to a baby picture and stroke her cheeks to comfort her. Do you know what it's like to prepare for a deceased loved one's birthday? Brian Robinold, Jessica's brother-in-law and Lilia's uncle, asked of Heron. Do you know what it's like to whisper into a dying toddler's ears? I promise I will always take care of your dad. You did this to us, Cameron. You killed them. Heron, then 18, headed out that morning, May 23, 2018 with a friend, John Barino, to exercise at a local gym. Heron's older brother, Tristan, rode in the Mustang's passenger seat. Barino, then 17, drove separately in a gold Nissan. The car stopped for a traffic light at Gandhi Boulevard, then sped north on Bayshore. Other drivers and bystanders would later tell police the pair appeared to be racing. The cars were at times parallel to each other as they shifted between the two lanes. Reisinger Robinolt, 24, who was visiting Tampa from Ohio, was walking back from Ballast Point Park that morning along the iconic boulevard to a relative's home. In a stroller, she pushed Lilia. At the intersection of Knights Avenue, she moved across the roadway. The cars approached. The Nissan swerved to avoid the young mother as she stepped out, one witness said. The Mustang moved to avoid the Nissan and struck the woman and her child. In court, Assistant State Attorney Aaron Hubbard presented data from the Mustang's navigation system, which recorded multiple speeding incidents in the days before the crash. It recorded one speed of 162 miles per hour on May 18 along Interstate 75. On May 22, the car reached 84 miles per hour along Bayshore. On the 23rd, the car topped 100 miles per hour moments before the crash. It then rapidly decelerated. A Tampa police detective testified that the car was moving between 30 and 40 miles per hour at the time of impact. David Robinol, the widower and father of Lilia, spoke for an hour about the loss he has endured. He recalled driving toward the home where they were staying that day, seeing traffic backed up, thinking something terrible had happened. He began praying for a stranger. He spoke of his wife. She was a woman who loved children and had natural parenting skills. She was a parent who passed out notes to airplane passengers, apologizing if their child started to cry. She was a woman who believed in staying strong through diet and had studied nutrition in college. He spoke of how he sweats when he enters his daughter's room, where a baby's crib remains untouched. He spoke of seeing his two young nephews playing together and picturing the ghostly image of his daughter, trying to imagine what toys she would play with, what songs she would sing. He spoke of candlelight vigils and the loss to the community. I want you to never forget that you have caused thousands of people to cry, Robinolt said.
The victim's family members all said they wanted the maximum sentence. Wearing black, pausing at times to weep or sip water, Cheryl Heron said her family has suffered, too. Cameron Heron's older brother, Tristan, was with him when the crash happened. When both got out of jail, their father had to sleep near them in a spare bedroom because they were so distraught, she said. They saw and continued to see the accident play over and over and over, she said. I'll hear screams at night from both boys. They have anxiety attacks and panic attacks. Cameron Heron has lost weight and loses sleep, his mother said. He sought help from a therapist. The tragedy captivated Tampa in a way that local crimes seldom do. It happened on a stretch of road regarded as symbolic of the city itself. Bayshore, with its million-dollar mansions and high-rise condominiums that stand opposite a grassy, tree-lined median and a 4.5-mile sidewalk and balustrade that hugs Hillsborough Bay, is unlike any other roads in Tampa. It is both a busy thoroughfare between South Tampa and downtown, and a popular spot for walkers, runners, bicyclists, and skaters. So that came out of the Tampa Bay Times, and uh, that sounded like Siri, the male version of Siri. But, uh, but yeah, it was just, just a, such a major tragedy here that this happened. And, you know, it's they, they made road improvements. So if anybody's from the Tampa Bay area, you know, Bayshore Boulevard is where the uh, famous Gasparilla Children's Parade happens, the uh, Gasparilla Marathon. It's basically a stretch of roadway here in Tampa Bay. It's something like like couple several miles long it's like two three miles long maybe a little longer than that and it's right on the water i mean when we get like a tropical storm forget it that road is off under underwater that's how bad it can get so but uh yeah so he gets 24 years in prison because he decided to do some street raising yeah that's just crazy i i, I was watching it on the news and it was all over the news and you know you could just all you can see is his eyes behind his mask and i know he that probably just like dropped down to his throat like 24 years like he's a young man so he'll, he'll be home like in what in so, his 40s yeah, mid yeah 40s. So i think he's 23 right now right yeah yeah 23 24 or something like that yeah, yeah it, it, so be, how did you hear about this amory i mean you're in the new york area right now it was everywhere oh it was world yeah news. it was it uh it was a national I story wanted, uh scrolling on facebook and there was uh a live trial actually. Okay. And I, yeah, something like that. And I wind up watching, um, you know, what his sentencing was. And I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. Well, you know, like, and, and I, what do I always say about Florida? I always say Florida does not put up with crap. Like, and, and I have to tell you, I actually, have to say i can't say like oh for the family that their children are dead i can't say oh well you know um 24 years is a long time because to them they want probably the death sentence for that kid probably but then again as a parent i i say oh my god like 24 years like that kid's whole life is gone on a stupid mistake that he made. Yeah. Because that is a mistake. Mm -hmm. It's a young kid who got in a car, decided to race with his friend, and for that split second, he made a mistake. Yeah. It also shows that as a parent, you got to be really responsible for how you, how much power you give a child. Right. Because that's never not supposed to be your first car. Although, my first car was an Acura. Integra, which is a pretty fast car. I wasn't out there racing, but I did crash it. 
Every kid. I did crash my first car. Every so, kid crashes their first car. Nope, not me. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, what do we always say, Bax? AJ is not a regular person. Okay, so... Okay, so we're not talking about you, AJ, because you're just not... You're like... You were the child who was like the good child. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and you're still like the good person. And that is actually a good thing. He's just but, careful and precise. Yes, yes, yes. See, Bax always sees everything like half full. <laughs> I see it that way and I also know how to say it that way too exactly that's why I always say like Bax knows how to speak like he's going to be the president one day of the United States I swear um, but <laughs> but like you know like but like and I'm sure Bax um, like your you have kids you know AJ you have kids like could you imagine your kid making like a horrible mistake but then losing their whole life that, to that horrible mistake at 18 years old. Absolutely. Oh it's going to crush me. Yeah. Right. It exactly. would crush you. It would crush you. Exactly. But then again, you look across the room and then you see that the family lost their kids and, you know, the grandkid and their daughter and they're never going to see it, you know, see them again. Right. And that's, you know, so... It's such a crazy thing because both families have to deal with such horrible things. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's they uh, they they made all these uh, adjustments on uh, Bayshore Boulevard. They they either changed the timing of some of the traffic lights, which you know what, that's not going to stop. Personally, in my eyes, it's not going to stop from anybody from street racing or putting you know a, a lower the speed limit from like forty five to thirty five, whatever. You know what, people are going to break the laws. You know, it's the same thing with you know a, a very controversial uh, item here is gun control. You know, you take away the guns and you know and all the good people are like, hey, you're taking my rights away and all that stuff. But bottom line is. You know, if somebody wants to get something, they'll get it. In this case, if they want to race, they're going to race. You know, somebody like me is going to be tooling down 35 miles an hour, following every single law. Great. But when when people start street racing, you know, it's, it's just a stupid ass move that, I mean, seriously, I mean, there's there's a nice famous racetrack uh, called Seabreen Raceway or something like that. It's like 40, 50 miles away from here. And go over there. Go, go race on the road, you know, on that racetrack that's meant to be racing. I don't know. And you know, it's, you, you know, if you heard that article, it was very interesting on how they pull up the GPS uh, in the car. You know, like these cars these days are so technological, you know, so advanced that they'll, they actually they like had a black box, like a black box. <laughs> yeah. Had a black box, yeah. Little black box. You know, I mean, it's amazing that it was like 24 hours early. He was driving something like that on I-75 here in Tampa. That's the I-75 goes all the way up to what? Chicago uh, goes way up north, but uh, yeah, I seventy five. Would you have gave him twenty four years? Say that again. Would you? Would you? If you were to, if you were to, you know, the judge or the or the or the juror, would you? Do you feel like twenty four years is, is sufficient? Do you feel like you would have gave him twenty four? Would you? Would you give him less, or would you give him like what? What would have? What would have been your judgment on him? Well, I mean, you got to stick to whatever the laws are and the rules and the laws and, and you, know, you got to stick by that. I mean, you can't just do it because you feel like it, you know, like, oh, yeah, you should have a million years in jail. You know, of course, the family's going to say that or the family is going to say oh, the death penalty and all that stuff. But with that being said, you know, you know, according to what his crime that he did, street racing, you know, and had, man, you know, vehicle manslaughter, 
you know, it was in, it was involuntary because it wasn't really, well, it was done on purpose, but, you know, it wasn't like they said, all right, I'm going to kill this lady on the side of the road. So, I mean, that was just a, some horrible, tragic accident to me. It's just not, I, I don't understand what goes through people's minds that they should sit there and street race, you know. There's another bridge over here. Dax, you know, you heard of this place. It's over on Gandhi Boulevard, <clears throat> the Gandhi Bridge. Yeah. You know, that yeah, bridge Gandhi. is straight and flat. There is no, like, you know, ups and downs, no, you know, nothing like that. So people are known for street racing over on that Gandhi, Gandhi Boulevard bridge. You know, I mean, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, you know, there, there's places out there. I personally think there should be more places for people to, you know, race their vehicles. You know, I mean, you know, there's car clubs out there and there, you got the uh, racetrack over in Sebring, which is, you know, pretty far from here. It's not around the block. I mean, at least get that energy out. If you want to race your car, yeah, great, but do it the right way. Don't do it on public road, roadways. Right. I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just a horrible incident. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, yeah, the family's, the, uh, the wife and daughter is dead. Yes. But you know, it's unfortunately, you know, you got to do, do the time. You got to do the time. I know. And it, it's, it's so, it's so horrible. It's so horrible. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, you know, I, I don't know what goes through people's minds. I guess it's the adrenaline. I, I don't know. But, you know, and the way my thinking was when I was a kid, I never did any type of street racing because, you know, I always say to myself, what if, you know, what if I get into an accident? What if I don't, and some of these, some people don't think that far in the future. You know, if he would have thought before he raced, like, oh boy, I, you know what? Nah, I'm not going to do that. That's not a smart move, you know? That's what right. he should have thought. But some, some people are just so, you know, that's just, I mean, that was a nice looking Mustang. That was uh, fairly newer. It was a newer, I don't know if it was brand new, but you know, it certainly has uh, a lot of power behind to give a 24 year old kid. Right. Yeah. I would you know? never, I would never, ever, ever. It was stupid. It really was. It was stupid to give. And you know what? She knows that now. Like yeah. she must hate herself for that. Yeah, yeah, she she really does. you know she really must hate herself for that knowing that you know she gave her kid that absolutely you know it's I don't know if I mean even if the mom gave him a Nissan Sentra in like a 1992 you know he probably put a little uh, you know the rice rocket muffler on there and probably still would have tooled down yeah so you know I mean even the mm. you know what the impact was the, I think the article said like forty was about forty miles an hour was the impact yeah 40 but miles still an hour, yeah. but still you killed somebody doing forty you weren't doing one hundred and twenty. Right, yeah, but right. you know, I mean, you know, I'm sure his little uh, Nissan Sentra would have done 40 miles an hour and would have right. had the same result. But you know, right. it's it's just not cool. I, you know, I when I, you know what, I took uh, driver's ed back in the day, and um, you know, I had a teacher, and he he was a good teacher. I do have to say, and it was at Suffolk Community College. That I took my driver's ed program, and in New York. Uh, those who don't know, New York has a driver's ed program and most states do, but in New York, you get your learner's license at 16 at the time. I haven't, haven't lived in New York in so many years. So correct me if I'm wrong, Amory. So you're 16, you get your learner's license. Then if you take driver's ed course, I think it's like a six month program with driving and classroom work and all that stuff. And after you complete that course, you get a certificate to get your regular driver's license by the age of 17 versus 18. Is that correct? 
Is that still you accurate? You get your junior license. The ju- well, yeah. And then you automatically get your license. The senior license, as they called it, when you turn 18. But if you took driver's ed when, when I was younger in the 90s. Yeah, I think you, yeah, you get your license at, eight, at 17, I think. If you take driver's ed program. Yeah, they, don't, right, have, they right. don't have that program down here in Florida. They have the program, but they don't do anything different. Is, you know, in my eyes, you know, in Florida here, you're 15 mm-hmm. years old getting a learner's license. You know what? I think that's right. way too young. way too young and you know with these kids coming in you know into the motor vehicle office i've seen it in my own two eyes and uh, those who listen to my podcast know exactly what i'm talking about i get these young kids coming into the uh, office and i've seen it with my own two eyes like i said and they don't even know how to write their name right they do not you know i over here say I don't know how to write cursive. And I'm just saying to myself, and we're giving you a driver's license. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, I, I wish Florida could just wake up and smell the coffee and, you know, change it to, you know, 16 with a learner's license all the way to 18 years old. But, right. you know, it's just, it, it's sad. It's really sad on how some states are different. I think 15 is way too That's young. where Florida is like very like, you know, loose. Like, you know, even like with the helmets for, uh, the motorcycles, you know. Yeah, right. I always wondered that. Yeah, that never <laughs> made sense. <laughs> They'll enforce the seatbelt law. Right. <laughs> well, right. I was. Like, so, I, I saw this guy driving a motorcycle the other day, just getting a little off topic, and he's tooling down like Dale Mabry or something like that. It was one of the main drag of the uh, main roads, and he's doesn't have a helmet on. We're doing roughly about 45, 50 miles an hour, and I'm saying to myself, "Why are you not wearing a helmet?" But I took a good look at him. He's got a freaking COVID mask on going down Dale Mabry. <laughs> now, now, how is that going to protect you from anything? I, I, maybe COVID? I mean, seriously, you're doing tooling down by yourself on a motorcycle doing 45, 50 miles an hour and you're wearing a face mask? That's a different conversation yeah. we should have. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Can, we talk, can we talk about that? Like, let's talk about that. Can we talk about why people drive in their car with a mask on with (laughs) nobody else in the car with their windows up with their heat on and they're driving down the road. I really don't understand that. And when they are having a heart attack or they cannot breathe, I am going to drive past them because they are just idiots and deserve that. You know, I just don't understand why are they driving with a mask on in the freaking car? I don't know. But you know what? With the mask, I don't know. I mean, I'm required to wear a mask. You know, we're still required to wear masks down here uh, in Tampa Bay. And I notice when I wear a mask, it affects my vision, you know, because you got this thing on your face. And, you know, yes, I can see straight ahead. Don't get me wrong. Yes. And I can see left and right. But you know what? It does affect my vision. And, you know, now I'm looking at it as a safety aspect. It's like now you got this mask and if anybody talks or if you answer the phone, you know how the mask constantly goes up and down and moves. I yes. think that's a little more of a dangerous, dangerous risk. I understand, you know, like Uber drivers or taxi drivers. Yes, they got to wear a mask. Even school bus drivers got to wear a mask, you know, when they drive. But I, I feel that, you know, it's more of a risk, you know, driving with a mask on something on your face other than sunglasses or a hat. Well, this is not on your face it's on your head, but you know, driving down the road with a mask on, how is that even safe? I I don't know how many 
more accidents there were because of mass caused by mass. I don't know, but that's just, uh, it's just crazy. Getting back to your point, you know, why are you wearing a face mask in your car with you're up north, so you got we'll still probably have the heat on your car, but down here we have the I air have conditioning. I have the heat on in my car, I guess. It's still freezing. Okay. Yep. Yeah, and I and you know what? I'm laughing because um, I do it all the time when I you know I have the mask on. I swear to God, I bump into everything because I tell people, "Oh my God, I'm so sorry." I, I this is what I say all the time. People look at me. I go, "Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, I can't see. I have a mask on." <laughs> They just look at me all the time. Yes. They think I'm crazy. And I, and I may be crazy, but I swear to God to you, when you put something on your face, it disorients you. It does. It really and, does. And your perif- you. Is that the right word? Peripheral vision? It does affect it in a way. In a way. In a way. I'm mm-hmm. not saying you go blind, but yes, I mean, with driving, you need to be you know, you'd be on, need to be on your toes. You need to know what's yeah. coming. And, you know, with these masks popping, moving up and down, if you're chewing gum and the, you know, the mask moves and all that stuff. I mean, yes. Now, if you still wear a mask out there, great. Okay, fine. Great and dandy. But if you're in a car you know, by yourself. You know what I like about the mask, though? What's that? One good thing about the, the mask, the mask is hide your discreet. Du- hide your double dis- chin? <laughs> no, it does that too, but it's a discreet breath checker. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about that, but okay. Oh <laughs> Let's awesome. be honest. If your yeah. breath is not right for the morning, bro, and you going into work, you got your mask on. For one is going to tell you, listen, bro, go get you some gum or something, man. Because <laughs> you still got last night. <laughs> you got like oh last night's Oh my supper. God, that's so funny. <laughs> that toothbrush, you need to go get a tongue scraper or something. like. <laughs> tongue oh scraper. That's will let you know what's uh, going on. <laughs> man, man. On that note. Oh <laughs> We're going to just leave it as that to get some breath mitts going on. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. That is funny. Dentine. You know, that little commercial. Dentine, you know. (laughs) Yeah. All right. All right, guys. We're going to shut it down for this particular episode. Linktree.com forward slash AJ and Bax. It's AJ, A-N-D-B-A-X-X. Check out our website. Has all of our platforms where to listen to our show. Bax, Amory, until next time, we'll talk to you later. Bye, guys. I can relate, guys. I can relate to that. This is a production of the AJ Podcast Network.